Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Welcome, House family, friends. Listen, we're so glad that you are with us. Thanks for joining us on this online service. Listen, we are working hard to stay connected with you. Hopefully you're checking your email, you're checking our social media. Even this next week, we are working to call and stay connected in a time where there is distance. Come on, we still feel like we can be connected. I know there are so many options online, and I just want to say thank you for making this a priority. Uh, If you're in your living room, bedroom, on your phone, in your car, um, we know that there are a lot of options. But we believe that as we come together and meet, that transformation, come on, is still happening. And we don't want you to miss, even in this season of craziness and different schedules, We want you to continue to grow, and we believe that as we share the word together, fear, discouragement, anxiety will loosen its grip on your life, and there will be life, come on, even in the midst of chaos. I got a message this last week from someone who's never been to our church, and they've never viewed our online service, and they said that they were so encouraged and so challenged that right in the middle of their living room, they felt the anointing and the power of God. And so we believe, come on, that's what's happening as we do online church together. So go ahead, put away the distractions. Come on, sit up in your chair. Uh, We're so glad that you're ready to join us. Leave a comment. Come on, that's good. Amen. Preach it. But, But we want you, come on, to stay engaged because we believe that this time is vital for our spiritual growth. Today, my assignment is um, declaration over discouragement. Come on. My assignment is declaration over discouragement. If we're not careful, we will be inundated with what's going on everywhere. Come on, in our family, in our communities, what's happening in New York, what's happening in California. And what will happen is we'll take on all that we're hearing and it will begin to discourage us with the economy, jobs, family, friends. There is a verse that I want us to unpack here today. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 through 21. And it says this. It says, From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied, listen to this, by the yield of his lips. Death, come on, and life. Come on, death and life are in the power of the tongue And those who love it will eat, listen, its fruit. Here is what this verse means. That our lips are sowing seeds that will produce a harvest. Come on, somebody. Here's what I'm asking you is you are growing something right now when you're speaking. Do you enjoy what you're eating? Do you enjoy what you're serving? Your lips are right now are producing, listen to this, something, do you like it? 
Do you like it? See, listen, there are declarations that you're making right now over your family, over your finances, listen, over your community, over your friends, over our nation, over our government. There are declarations. Words right now are coming out. And, and here's what I'm saying. As people of faith, Jesus said many times, the only words that you're going to hear me say are the words of my Father. Come on. And so is the words that you're speaking in this moment satisfying, listen, your soul? Are they satisfying your soul? We are in an, a, 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 a pandemic. It's It's bad. This, this, this virus, there's no denying how hard it is and, 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 and all the news that we're getting. Listen, we're listening to people talk every day about how bad it is. And, and each day they're telling us another concern. And so all of us have these concerns. Now they're talking about, is the virus going to come back? Because in colder weather, it's going to cycle and grow. And so we may see round two of this. They're talking about, is the stimulus package going to get here soon enough to really help families? Come on. They're, they're, they're talking about, you know, will we really even get back to work by Easter? Is that even logical or is that crazy? And so there's always another thing for us to be jerked up about. Not to mention all of our families and friends and, and, the, and the people that we're talking to you know, that, that are, you know, what ifs. And, and what if this happens? And what if I get sick? And what if I lose my job? And, and what if, and, and all of us, I don't know about you, but any caring person is going to carry a little bit of that. Because we care, we, we're caring about our small businesses. We're caring about our family. We're, we're, we're carrying that. And because of all that, here is what I want to say to people of faith. How are we managing what we're listening to without it affecting what we're saying? How are we managing the influx of concern and also manage... Being someone who makes declarations, come on, of faith. I want to speak to you this morning on how to navigate what we're hearing. Church, we don't have to live, listen, discouraged. We don't have to live discouraged. I'm not saying that you won't have discouragement. The Bible tells us that there will be moments fleeting. But I'm talking about living under a heaviness that is not of God, that is actually used to steal life from us, for us. Listen, I believe there is another way that we can get out in front of this virus. And that is making declarations of faith. See, I believe there's no people, wash your hands, uh, social distancing, stay six feet away, change your clothes. I mean, I'm like, there's all of these things and they're all great. But I believe, listen, there's another way to get out in front of this virus. And I believe, come on, the church needs to begin to have declarations of faith. As believers, listen to this. We're not waiting around to see what happens before we act. 
We're not waiting around going, well, well, let's see how it turns out. Listen, right now we have a choice. Right now, are we going to speak death? Are we going to speak negative? Are we going to speak, speak doom and gloom? Are we going to speak failure? Come on. In no way am I saying that we shouldn't be informed. Sure, we should be informed. Sure, we, we should move into wisdom and ask questions and, and get understanding. Sure, we should listen to our leaders. But here's the thing. As the body of Christ, we cannot stop speaking life. Because we ultimately know, listen, who holds our future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Decla meaning God is saying this. It, it, it's important for us to see that sometimes even God's people get discouraged, but God is speaking, come on, he's declaring over, declares the Lord, plans of, just in case you forgot, plans of welfare, in other words, I got you, not of evil, and to give you a future and a hope. Come on, it's so important that we don't lose the fact that there is a future beyond this virus. There is a hope for us. And it is important for us to continue to say, listen, what God is saying. I know this sounds like one of those feel-good verses that everybody has. Come on, this is the one everybody claims. But I need to inform you that even in this moment... This is a very scary moment for the children of Israel. You see, they have drifted from the Lord. Even in their rebellion, they have been exiled. And, and as they call out to the Lord, what I love is that God reminds them, I love you, I have a plan for you, and while you want me to deliver you, I have a plan, and my plan is higher, my plan is bigger, than what you're currently thinking right now. And I believe that. I believe that right now God has a plan. God is working. God is moving. And it's important for us to know that God's word, listen to this, is higher and is the ultimate authority. Listen, I'm going to listen to our doctors. I'm going to listen to our president. I'm going to listen to our government. But when we talk about whose word is the most important, Ain't nobody's word like God's. Come on. Like, like it is higher and it carries authority like none other. For us, God has promises, principles, and priorities for us. And it is our job as believers to humble ourselves and say what he's saying. To say what he's saying. When we talk about the power of declaration, we have to address three important thoughts our thoughts are are we arrogant are we um ignorant or are we confident let's talk about that because because you can declare in arrogance and so so arrogant declaration is declaring god's promises listen to this without his principles Okay, so I, I'm going to pick and choose a promise, but it's not based on a principle. So that's like taking God's word, come on, out of context. And, and, and if we're not careful, that's why it's so important for us to read our Bible and not just 
check the daily scripture box because we've got to read, come on, help me, in context because what happens is we may be claiming something that we're really showing some arrogance. I don't really need to know all you think about this, God. I'm just going to pick and choose the words I want to quote and say. Come on, listen. Ignorance. Ignorant declaration is the confession of faith disconnected from God's priorities. Listen, listen to this, listen to this. If we're not careful, we will be ignorant of what God is really doing. And so what happens is we're confessing our faith, we're confessing, we're confessing, but what is God doing? What is God's priorities right now on the earth? We even saw that with Jesus. The, the, the uh, Sadducees, the Pharisees, the religious, they never knew really what God was saying. Jesus said, you have ears, come on, say it, but you cannot hear because you are choosing not to just be arrogant, but you're choosing to be ignorant. Listen, God has a way. And sure, we have faith-filled confessions, but they're always based on what God is doing right now. What are His priorities? The confident declaration is what the believer can walk in. It's birthed out of, come on, humility, and it, and it rests on God's promises, principles, and priorities. It's all three of these. And listen, for us, it focuses more on God's nature rather than our own understanding. Of course we want to study. Of course we want theology. Of course we want to do well understanding God's words and God's ways. But as a believer, it's okay to be confident. There is an open heaven for us, and we have a Father, listen, who has adopted us into the family. And being family gives us confidence. Listen, when my kids want to go to the refrigerator, they're not tiptoeing and, and being secretive. They're opening. They, in fact, they open it up and leave it open. Listen, when, when they want to watch TV, they're not, hey, Father, hey, Papa, can I uh, turn on the television? They're just like, hey, I'm watching that. I'm like, I pay for it. I pay for the couch. I pay for the TV. But the, the idea is that when we are adopted, bought, and chosen as sons and daughters, listen, there is a confidence that we walk in my dad my father father god who is in relationship with me that sent jesus for me come on is my confidence because i know his nature because i know his nature it is vital for us to know the words that we say and listen, our words can bring life or death. Will they be from our spirit or will they be from our flesh? Will our words, listen, represent the Father's heart or will they represent the enemy's heart? When our words flow out of the heart of the Father, listen, they're life-giving, they're creative, it's clear. God is not confused. It's clear. And, and here's the next thing. It's healing. That's what flows out of the, God's heart. But when our words flow out, come on, of the enemy's heart, then they're life-stealing, they're destructive, they're confusing, and it's hurtful. 
See, for all of us, come on, if you find yourself overtly confused, I'm not talking about momentarily confused. Listen, I'm a good driver, but there are some times when I go to Dallas and Houston, I am momentarily confused. I'm just going to be real. Siri's screaming at me. My kids are talking. It's crazy. Listen, but when you are confused and I don't know what to believe I don't know what's right I don't know what's true I'm heavy there's no life coming from me I feel this destructive nature about me I feel like I'm not good enough I feel like I can't win I feel like I can't make it come on I begin to talk in ways that hurt other people it is so important church that we even in this moment continue to be life givers We say words of, come on, listen, hope, concern, faith, compassion, care. And listen, come on, help me now. That is what we post. That is how we text. That is how we email. We end our calls with, you not, we don't end our call with, you got it yet? We, we end our call with, come on, how can I pray with you? How can I believe with you? I'm believing. If something happens, we will respond to that, but we're going to make declarations, come on, of faith. I remember many times in my own life when I was so desperate for a word of encouragement because discouragement flooded my mind. Now, now let's just talk, come on, real talk for a minute. I remember when my uh, parents got divorced. And I remember my mom walking in and giving me that news. And I can tell you that the words that she spoke that day have still, to some level, affected me. And so our words carry encouragement, life. Come on, it was in that moment that I was just hoping somebody would encourage me and say, hey man, it's going to be okay. I remember moving to Waco, Texas from Beeville, Texas. And my mom had just gotten a new job there. And I started a new school with new friends. And as I went to school and got the testing, I was supposed to be in the sixth grade. And the test came back where I needed to actually retake two grades. And they put me in the fourth. And I was discouraged. I I mean, every thought that you can imagine was running through my head. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. All of these things were playing and plaguing me on the inside and it was in that moment that I I wish someone would have come on had me on speed dial and said hey I just want to build your faith here's what's going to be in store for you here is what's going to happen for you I know you feel this way and that what you went through is true but let me tell you what's more true than this moment is there is a future waiting for you that's bigger than this adversity come on I remember my 20s uh, I was a youth pastor, and I moved from Waco to Hot Springs. And uh, I remember when my pastor said, hey, we want you to be the youth pastor. And I was, I was instantly excited and, and, and horrified uh, because I realized that deep under my personality was insecurity. I didn't know how I was going to do. I didn't know much about leadership. I was broken in my own life. Here I am trying to love young people, and I'm broken in and of myself. And and I just, come on, I had to learn in that season how to speak something different than I felt. 
I had to learn how to begin to speak the word over my life. And yes, there are moments of discouragement. And yes, I don't feel like I can make it. And yes, I don't feel like I'm good enough. But you know what, God, you are good enough. And what you call me to, come on, somebody, allows faith to build up in you right now over this television, over this TV, over this uh, phone. Come on, right now, over the computer screen. What have you been thinking that are just not God's thoughts? I remember when we moved up here from Hot Springs to Rogers, and we knew that God had spoken uh, to Katie and I, you're going to plant this church. And driving up here with my family and my kids, thank God they were so young, come on, uh, uh, they, they thought it was exciting, come on, well, another trip, but they didn't know it was going to change every part of their life. And in that moment, I'm, if I were to be honest and transparent, I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? God, are you sure you've called me to this? Can I pastor people? God, am I, am I? And then right then, when all of that flooded, countless times, come on, I remember sending out a mailer and nobody coming. I remember saying, oh man, come on, God, we're going to change the world. And uh, man, you know, we started with, come on. Our first children's church was my four kids and Abel and Candace's daughter. We was, come on, we was touching lives, six, of, five of them. Listen, I guess my point is it was in those moments that I had learned a tool that I need to learn how to Come on, encourage and declare the things of faith. And I remember telling God, come on, like I, I, I had read the verse that God is no respecter of person. And I was like, okay, God, just like Joshua, you've been to make some walls fall down and people are going to want to come to church. And come on, just like Noah, you're going to have to help my family get this boat off the ground and we're going to have to go. I mean, just like Jonah, I will go back and say whatever you want me to say. Just don't send no shark or whale to get get me come on like like you have to begin to stir yourself up because there's many times that um, if you speak what everybody thinks if you speak what you think if you speak what other people think then you will be absent of the life that God has come on for you James chapter 1 verse 26 says this, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his own tongue, he deceives, listen, his heart, and this person's religion is what? What does it say? Worthless. Listen to this one. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 says, I tell you the truth, on the day of judgment, people will give account to every careless word they speak. The Bible just told us that it doesn't matter how spiritual we think we are. If we are not disciplined to control our tongue, then what we believe is worthless. Why? Because the words that we speak out of our mouth are a reflection of our heart. When our heart is corrupted and hurt and fearful, then our words no longer become, come on, life-giving and over the next couple minutes, I want to give you just one simple thought. One simple thought is this. The words you speak will always produce something. 
Your words are always producing something. Right now, your words are always, come on, say that even in your home. Come on, everybody. Right. Um, words always produce something. Listen, words can help or words can hurt. The Bible shows us time and time again that there is power behind our words. Mark chapter 11 verse um, 23 says this, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things, listen, he says will be done and he will have whatever he says. The same power and authority Jesus spoke in Mark was on display when God spoke in the beginning. And we can look at this, and and they're probably just going to put a slide up here because I want you to see it all real quick. But Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, and God said. Genesis uh, chapter 1 verse 6, and God said. Genesis chapter 9, and God said. Genesis chapter 11, God said. Genesis chapter uh, 14, God said. Genesis chapter 20, and then God said. Genesis chapter 24, and then God said. Genesis chapter 26, and then God said. Listen to this. Genesis chapter 1 verse 29, God saw what he said. Here is the idea. You're going to have to say it long before you see it. You're going to have to say it. God said it. God said it. God said it. And we were created in God's likeness. And so there is this in us that we have the power to create how we think, what we say, how we respond. Your words always produce something God set up the power of speaking and God spoke when he spoke it was a sign of his authority our words always produce something what are you speaking over your life today what you speak over your life today will affect your tomorrow What are you speaking over yourself, over your mate, over your kids, over your friends, over your church, over your health? Come on, somebody. Over your finances, over your future, over the economy, over our nation, over our government. What are you saying? Your words will leave an impression long after you speak them. Words always produce something and God created it that way. Today, I just want to encourage you in what you're saying. Make declarations of faith. And and listen, let's have declaration over discouragement. As you are watching online today, there is a declaration that you can make today that would change your life forever. There is hope for you. Even in the midst of all of this, I know, I know it sounds crazy. There is hope for you. His name is Jesus. And he was sent from heaven to earth to help you overcome discouragement, sin, wrongs, fear, failure, loneliness, lack. Come on. Our loving Father sent Jesus to remove all of the heaviness of discouragement. None of us are perfect. And we all need a Savior. 
but he is the one who has a new word come on for you. A new word for you. A new life for you. And he wants to teach you, come on, how to say it well. If you're watching online, I don't know why I said if, but I know you are. You know what? It, 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 I'm telling you, it's a little hard to do this. Um, but, I, but I do want to connect with your heart. Um, right now, would you make this declaration with me? Could, could you write down in, in your home, in your house, wherever you're at, could, could you just say, dear Jesus, right now I surrender my pride, my doubt, and my imperfections to you. I ask you to transform my life by forgiving all of my wrongs. I declare today that you are my Lord and you are my Savior. Can I tell you that that's the biggest decision you can make? And listen, there is a virus worse than Corona. And that's sin. And if you make that declaration, come on. Maybe you need to rewind that, back it up. Pray that prayer with us. For those of you who are Christian, you're believers, make this declaration today. The words I speak will give glory to the Lord. The words I speak will give glory to the Lord. Come on, say that in your homes. We're going to say that here. The words I speak will give glory to the Lord. Come on. Right now, make the decision to choose faith and make a declaration over discouragement. Thank you for watching. Later. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.